I am really excited today because it's a very special day for me. Um, 32 years ago, I, I was God brought me into this wonderful world, and uh, it's a great, great day for me. I celebrated my stuff yesterday because uh, I'm preaching today, but you know, what better thing can you do on your birthday than uh, to preach the Word of God? And I also share that day with my dad, um, so... I like to say that I was a gift to my family. They might, you know, sometimes they might say otherwise. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it's excellent. Who's excited about the Word of God? Amen. I am. Just quickly, this isn't part of my message, but I just really feel to share this um, because God's really uh, planted this on my heart, but it's not a part of my message. But um, in Luke uh, chapter 7, uh, it says, "Now, when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of in in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum, and a certain centurion's servant who was dear to him, who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. Now, when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that he was one of whom he should he, he was one of for whom he should do." This because he was deserving, for he loves our nation and he has built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with him, and when he went, uh, when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I didn't, did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say, no, I say to one, go, and he goes, and another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found, more, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well who had been sick. Now you see here... Um, in this passage, the centurion heard about Jesus. So he heard, um, and he sent out Jewish elders. He, he loved the Jewish people, this um, centurion, because um, as, as, you, as we just read, he built them a synagogue, um, a house of worship and stuff. And uh, so the elders were begging Jesus to, um, like, to, he is worthy of to the request that he's made to you. He's worthy to have that received because he's, he loves our people. But I want to focus on the point, because at some point between this uh, centurion, this Roman soldier, uh, sending the Jewish elders out to get Jesus, and to the point where he sent his friends out to send Jesus the message, he came to a realization of who Jesus really, who really, who Jesus really is. And that's what really stuck with me in this verse and he realized that the authority that Jesus had because he, he compared the authority that Jesus had to the authority that he has over his servants and over the people that are under him and that he realized that he had people in authority over him as well so at, at that point he came to the revelation of who Jesus really is and so what what what, do I, what, what point do I want to get out of this? You know, if you need a miracle today, if you need a miracle today, if you need healing, if you need 
salvation in your family, if you need relationships restored, don't focus on the miracle. Focus on the one who brings the miracle. Don't focus on the miracle. Focus on the one who brings the miracle. Because when we shift our focus from the actual miracle itself to the one who brings the miracle, that is when we're going to see it. That is when we're going to see the miracle. That is That soldier, that centurion, he realized, he realized who Jesus really is. And, and he came to a point saying, I am not worthy. I am not worthy for you to even come near me. What an incredible revelation that he had. He, he went from hearing to believing. What, what an incredible, incredible revelation. So if you want a miracle this morning, shift your focus from the miracle and focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. And, and I reckon, I believe this morning you're going to see it. If we shift our focus. You want financial breakthrough? Don't focus on your finances. If you want healing, don't focus on what's given you pain. If you, if you know someone who needs salvation, don't focus on that particular situation that they're going through at the moment. Focus on the one who can bring the healing. Focus on the one who can bring the financial breakthrough. Focus on him. Focus on him. Whew! I'm excited. I'm excited. And that's got nothing to do with my message. That is just, a, I believe it's a word for someone out there today. It was a word for me. It leapt out to me when I was reading. And, uh, but today, today I want to talk about, we've been talking about encounter. We've been talking about encounter. And we've changed our, our statement from connecting people with God to encounter follows encounter. And Today, the title of my message is One Encounter Can Change Your Destiny. One encounter with God can change your destiny forever. And I want to have a look at the book of Acts, at Saul's conversion, because that was an incredible encounter. As we all know, or some of you may not know, but as most of us would know, Saul was a man who he was... He was, he was a religious nutbag. He, he, took it, he took it to the extreme. He, he was going around persecuting people, um, sentenc- sentencing them to death, to prison, because they were preaching that Jesus was the Son of God. Now, he was very religious. He, he didn't believe in, in Jesus. He didn't believe you know, that, that Jesus was the way. He believed all the, all the Jewish you know, stuff. And, uh, but on the road to Damascus, you know, in Acts 8, we, we, we read that he was creating havoc. He was creating havoc to all the early believers. And he was on his way to Damascus to bring the Christ, Christians back in chains so that they can be sentenced to prison. Um, so he was, he was a pretty full-on dude, you know. But let's, let's read in um, chapter 9. It says, from verse 1, says, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. 
As he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now, verse 3 and 4, this is where the encounter happens. You know, this is where Saul encounters Christ. And this is where it was such an encounter that it caused him to fall to the ground. It causes him to fall to the ground because he's, he's petrified. Wouldn't you be petrified if suddenly, all of a sudden, from heaven, a great light shone down? It, it would be freaky, but it would be incredible. And uh, in verse 5, and he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting you, who, who, who you are persecuting. So he, he knew it was God because he asked, Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? And uh, verse 6, So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? That, that is incredible. Just going from a man who was persecuting the church to coming into an account, having an encounter with Jesus, saying, Lord, who are you? Jesus reveals himself to Saul. And then he comes to a point where, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? That was an incredible encounter. And the Lord told him to go into the city and wait. So he did. He, he, he got escorted because he was blind. He got, into, he got escorted into the city and he waited. Verse 7 of chapter 9. It says, And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. The men who were with Saul, they heard a voice, but they couldn't see what was happening. They couldn't see anything that was going on around them. They couldn't understand what God was doing. They weren't the ones having the encounter at this time. Have you ever been in a place where you've been like these, these men? Let's just shift the focus off of Saul for a second. Let's focus on these men that were around him. What have been incredible what they heard. They heard the voice. The ground was trembling, but they, they, they didn't know what was going on. They would have seen Saul, you know, fall to the ground. Have you ever been in a place where people around you are having an encounter with God or something's happening to people around you? but you're not experiencing it for yourself and you're wondering, what is going on? What is going on? Or you might be here at the moment and you might not know the Lord. You might not have heard about Jesus. You you may have heard of him, but you may not have experienced him for yourself. You might be wondering what's going on here. We're all having an encounter with God here in this place this morning. You can have that one too. You can have an encounter too. But doesn't that get annoying sometimes? I know in my life when I've heard about other people's encounters and other people being healed and I'm not receiving healing or I'm not having it or I'm feeling distant from the Lord. I can get annoyed. I can get annoyed. But I want you to think this morning. God is calling you this morning to have an encounter with him that will change your life forever. 
What an incredible transformation. Because as we keep reading, um, the Lord, appro- uh, the Lord uh, starts speaking to Ananias. And Ananias is saying, um, I want you to go to a man named Saul. And Ananias is like, why? He's going to kill me, you know. He, he's going to... But he went. But, so he went to Ananias. But this is, what, this is what Jesus says to Ananias. It's incredible. This is what the Lord says to Ananias. This is the change that has been made through this encounter. In verse 15 it says, But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. What an incredible difference. He is a cho- some, some versions say, some translations say, a chosen instrument. A chosen instrument. That is a powerful transformation. You can experience that this morning. Is there someone in your life who needs to have a Damascus Road experience and have an encounter with Jesus? That's... This is the thing that really leapt out at me. Going from persecutor, someone who absolutely hated Christians, didn't know Jesus for who he really was, who who he really is, to a man who Jesus is saying, he is a chosen instrument of mine. This morning, you are a chosen instrument to bear the Lord's work, to do the Lord's work, to suffer for the Lord's sake. God is calling out to you this morning to be a chosen instrument. But the only way is to have an encounter with Him, is to have an encounter with our Lord Jesus. As He was... um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it with I'll leave it with Saul there for the moment. But I want to have a look at another encounter, another encounter in the Bible. It's in Exodus three, and uh, it's 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 about Moses when he encountered God at the burning bush. Whew. God is good says in, in chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert, and he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. The bush was to get Moses' attention. Is God trying to get your attention this morning? I want to challenge you this morning. Are you sitting here this morning? Is God trying to get your attention? Because I know he's trying to get my attention. You might, have, you might not know him. You might, you might have been coming to this church for years. But is God trying to get your attention this morning? Because I believe if you listen, you can encounter him. You might not have encountered him for a long period of time. Or you might be content with 
your life as it is. But I want to challenge you this morning. God is calling you. He is trying to get your attention this morning. Verse 3. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn. When, when the Lord God saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Here I am. You have two choices when God is trying to get your attention. See, God never, God never spoke to Moses until he turned aside and looked. God never spoke to him until he actually paid attention to what God was trying to, what he was doing. So when God is trying to get your attention, number one, you can either turn around and see what God is doing, like Moses did, or you can just ignore it and, and, and just continue about your journey. When God saw that he looked, that's when he called. And as we keep reading in verse 10, as, God, as God's speaking to Moses, that is when Moses received his call. When, when Moses received his call, he was to be the one to lead the Israelites out of slavery, out of bondage, out of Egypt, into a, promise, a land of promise. A land of promise. It's about encountering him, paying attention to the signs that God is doing to get your attention. Oh, thank you, Lord. What an incredible God we serve. You know, we could, if, if you're not sure this morning of what you're called to do, you can also receive your call this morning. It, you can have an encounter with him this morning. When you experience an encounter with God, he will give you your call. In that encounter, like he did with Moses. See, as you read back, I was looking back. This really leapt out at me as well. In, in, in chapter 2 of Exodus, and verse 21, it says in the New King James Version, it says, Then Moses was content to live with the man and gave his daughter Zephorah, his daughter to Moses. Moses was content with where he was. He fled, he fled Egypt. He fled Egypt into a new land and he settled down there and he was actually quite content with doing what he was doing. Are you content? Are you content in life with the way your life is? I believe this morning that God is calling out to you this morning. It might not be a burning bush. It might not be a great big shining light as in Saul's experience coming down from heaven and saying, this is God. It's, it might not be like that, but it might be someone else speaking to you. It might be God speaking to you through someone else. It might be something that I'm saying. I don't know. But we need to, we need to um, pay attention. We need to pay attention. You know... There was a time in my life where I was quite content with doing what I was doing too. Um, sometimes I can be quite content doing what I'm doing now. But 
you know, it's actually harder when you ignore God. It's actually harder when you ignore God. I find I found that. When you ignore God, it's a lot harder. Life can be a lot harder at times because eventually you can ignore him for so long and he's going to keep trying to draw you back. Stop fighting with God. You can't argue with God. You can't argue with God. Just It's easy when he's calling out to you. Just, just, just listen. It's like when Haley's trying to have a conversation with me sometimes, she's like, Luke, you need to listen. But there are times where I don't. And she's like, well, what did I say before? I don't know. What, did you do this for me, Luke? Nah. What, what, when did you say that? I said it back then. Oh, yeah, I heard you say that, but I didn't hear you say that. We can be like that with God as well. Incredible. You know, with both of these encounters, with Saul and Moses, it changed their lives forever. Our lives need changing. But it's not us that does the changing. It's God. And like with the encounter that Saul had on the road to Damascus, he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He didn't try to fight it. As soon as he realized who who Jesus is, as soon as he realized who he is, or who he was at the time, he still is the same today as he was back then, and he will be the same forevermore. That's what his word says. But as soon as Saul realized, he said, what do you want me to do, Lord? He surrendered. Moses made a few excuses, but eventually he listened. Eventually he listened. One encounter, one encounter can change your life and shape your destiny forever. Can shape your destiny forever. God called out to them. God called out to Saul. He called out to Moses. God is calling you today. God is calling you today. It might not be to to preach, it might not be to you know lead worship. Your it might be it might be to do something else. Let me say platform ministry is not the be all and end all of, of ministry. The ministry is more than that. It, everyone has a call on their life. Your workplace is a ministry field. Your workplace is a is a place of ministry. Your family is a place of ministry. Do I need to go on? Don't 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 strive for platform ministry. That's a, that's a side note. It's got again it's got nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but it's just something that I feel the Lord say. What you do on a daily basis is your is your ministry. Your workplace is your ministry field, is your battlefield. Your family, all that. Your daily life what you do from Saturday, uh, from Monday through to Saturday, or even Sunday afternoon because we don't have an evening service, that is 
just as important as what you do in church. Now, I want to extend an invitation this morning that if you don't know the Lord today, you too can have an encounter with him. You know, in Romans 10 verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. I believe that God is calling out to you today. If you feel that, 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 God is, that you're in a distant place at the moment, that God is... Well, you know, you know God, but you feel like he's not as close as what you like him to be. God is calling you today as well. James 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. But it's up to you. It's up to you. It's, it's a decision that you have to make. God wants you to have an encounter with him today. Just one encounter. Just one encounter can change and shape your destiny forever. Our God wants to meet with you today. Even going back to Luke chapter 7, I don't know what, I don't know what happened to centurion I, I, correct me if I'm wrong I don't know whether it records anything more than that experience but he realised who Jesus really is I just want everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes this morning Because I believe God's not finished with us yet. And if you open up your heart to him this morning, you too can have a, a powerful encounter this morning. A powerful encounter. I want to, I want to, have, I want to extend the invitation. If there's anyone in here at the moment who does not know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want you to raise your hand this morning. I'm just going to put that invitation out there. Because if you raise, when you raise your hand, you are believing. You are believing. You are asking Jesus into your heart. And those who call upon his name will be saved. So if you don't know Jesus this morning, just raise your hand. I'm just going to give it a little bit longer. Just going to give it a little bit longer. Just to make sure. Just so I don't miss anyone. Mighty God. Mighty God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And there's another group of people that I want to talk to. I want to call out to you. I believe God is calling you this morning. You want to experience another encounter with God. 
you want to experience an encounter with God this morning, a fresh encounter, a fresh touch this morning, I want you to raise your hand. Yep, that's excellent. Awesome. 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 He's here in this place. He's here in this place. You know, this morning I'm just going to open up the altar. We're going to have some time of prayer, a time of ministry. And for those of you who have raised your hand, I believe that God is going to meet with you this morning. There's another, just, 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 just while we're in this atmosphere, I've just felt God say to me, if you are not sure of your call, of your destiny, if you're not sure this morning, I want you to raise your hand as well. If you want, if you want God to reveal to you this morning what you are called to do, I want you to raise your hand. I see that hand. It's great. Awesome. We're going to pray with you. We're going to pray with you right now. Lord, we just, I just want to pray for those people right now, Lord, that raise their hands. Lord, I pray right now that they can encounter you, Lord. They can encounter you this morning, Lord, and that, Lord, you will reveal to them this morning your destiny for their life, Lord. Lord, like you revealed to Saul, like you revealed to Moses, Lord, I pray this morning that you will reveal to these people your plan, your purpose, your call on their life, Lord, so that their lives will be changed. They can start seeing transformation after transformation after transformation in other people's lives, Lord. And Lord, I just pray for those people right now. Let's just stand. Let's just stand. Let's just stand right now. If you want an encounter with him, the altar is open. I'm going to pray for you. We're going to get some people to pray for you. So as, as the team's playing, we're going, to, we're going to have some prayer. And I believe this morning as you step out, you are going to encounter the living God this morning. Come on. Just step out this morning. Thank you, Lord. Shut up. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Come on, mighty God. If you want healing in this place this morning and something spoke to you through Luke chapter 7, you, you, can, you can come out the front as well. Even, even, even if you came forward before, I believe that God's not finished in this place right now. Focus on the one who brings the miracle, not the miracle this morning. Come on. Mighty God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to start praying for some people.